Conqueror Show. Welcome back, y'all. Welcome back, y'all. Welcome back. Woo! <laughs> y'all, before we get into anything, before Uh-oh. we get into anything, before we even start really getting into our topics, I just got to, just for me being a tiger, a Z I love, I bleed blue. It runs in my family. Everybody in my bloodline has been to Jackson State University. And for us to be an HBCU school and get, I'm going to go ahead and let y'all know, we got Deion Sanders as our head coach. Yes. Yes, y'all. Yes. Now, this is a really big deal for HBCU schools in general. And Bianca, I'm going to tell you why. Because Deion Sanders had a lot of offers. You know, a lot of schools wanted to get him. And the fact that he even said it, I wanted to go with my people. I wanted to, you know, be able to bring people in to H back into HBCU school territory, you know? And I love that because... As you know, living in Jackson, if you, Jackson State, they're HBCU, they're part of the SWAC, they're not a part of the, what, NCAA? I think, look, whatever it is called for football, I know NCAA is for basketball, but I don't know uh, what the, what the circle is for uh, football, but as we all know, Jackson State is competing with Mississippi State, Uh, they're competing with, what, um, LSU, that's right around the corner, you know, not too far away. And we know how big LSU is. And in that little bubble, we're also dealing with people going to Alabama, Roll Tide, of course, we know, and um, and and uh, Ole Miss, you know. So we are dealing with so many colleges that they're not even really looking at Jackson State because, oh, I can go here and get this coach that's world-renowned, you know, and he's, you know, brought championships. But you got to think about it. You know, those coaches only know so much. You know, they can get you, they can train you. But when you got a name like Deion Sanders and you can and he can go and sit in at people houses, you know, he can go travel and, 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 and you know, who wouldn't want to see Dion? Would you turn down a visit from Deion Sanders? I mean, I wouldn't, but now if y'all fuck around and lose this whole season. But you got to think about it. Even if, I mean, I don't think Dion's going to come out the gate. You know, every everything, it's like a new team. You get a new coach for, you know, for professional football. It takes a minute. You know what I'm saying? You, I mean, I say a season to just get to know the players. But what he can do, because, you know, of course, we know football is basically canceled this year due to corona. But what he can do at this point is build a team. And he can go to those players' houses who are playing high school level and that he needs to recruit. Because let me tell you something. If Dion is talking to me and he's like, I know where you want to go. I can get you to where you need to go. <laughs> I know people. Because he do know people. I can hook you up with so-and-so. Because he know everybody. I, I mean, come on. Do you think? You, do you honestly think... You know, Peyton Manny's not in his cell phone. Do you think Shannon Sharp's not in his cell phone? Do you, you know what I'm saying? Do you think all these professional athletes he can't get you to connect with? So it's like what this has done, this has taken HBCUs who never get primetime games really, you know, but maybe once a year. This has taken 
them to primetime network because at the end of the day, a network is going to want to see Deion Sanders coach college football. Now, what I don't like about this is the flip side. Them tickets. Oh, them ticket prices. I mean, but let's be very clear. How much were you paying Kim to go to a game? Well, you know what? I'm not going to lie. They they wasn't, you know, bringing – I wanted to go to the game, but it was no draw. But I really honestly next season want to go to a game. But, you know, I'm like, can somebody give me a little – is somebody listening and you work at the school? I mean, but you should be able to get alumni discount. I'm sure yeah, about that. Mm-hmm. But That's this is a great time to be a student, though. And get you, because you know, when you're a student, you get to go to the games for free. Right. I mean, not technically, it's in your tuition. Well, yeah, but this is still a great time to be a student. Like, because <laughs> you are, because this is the thing. They are saying, like, they're going to release the the uh what season tickets early and you just know people are going to buy those tickets you you just know because one thing about like D- Jackson State alumni loves Jackson State you get what I'm saying if you're like right. you know if you because you know how people don't understand who's looking from the outside that basically the football team is ran by the alumni I don't care what college it is like where you went Texas Tech the you know you know the alumni can come up in there and be like. I don't like the color of those uniforms. You know what I'm saying? Because they really. Right. Because alumni money normally is long money. If every alumni give, which I don't give. (laughs) I I, I don't. And when they call, I tell them the same thing. As long as I'm paying my student loans, motherfuckers, y'all not getting nothing. (laughs) That's real shit. But you already know how like alumni. So that's why people was like, how did they get Dion? What would they get? I know we know we know we know they had to pay Dion. Dion wasn't moving for like no, you know, chump, no chump, no chump change. And I I don't even know where Dion gonna live. He gonna have to live on the outskirts of Jackson, probably in like Ridgeland, over there where my uh, aunts and uncles live, because you know they live they live far away, so they can build their houses and have them big ones. But he probably gonna have to live out there with that, you know, probably have to put a little gate up because. Them people gonna be doing too much. I mean, uh, you know, if you're a small city and you I get somebody, and, I, and if I'm a small city, I don't want to live in the outskirts, and I'm black. I'll take no, that. no, 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 no. Most people who got like old money, who got like they live in the uh, outskirts of Miss Jackson. That's because like my aunt, like I said, my aunts, my uncles, we always grew up like with them living on the outskirts, just because they could they could build their houses. And have land because, like, my aunts and uncles, they they have acres. You get what I'm saying? Like right. acres of land, and they couldn't get acres in Jackson, so they all live like Madison. People who know Jackson know what I'm talking about. All, all you know the the areas surrounding. It's kind of like me living in Cyprus. Say if I wanted, but it's say you know I live in Houston, but you have Cyprus. You have what a uh, uh, what's that other uh, Sugar Land? Yeah, because you can get a little bit more bang for your buck than actually living in like the Heights, Houston, where you can get like you paying this much money and you like barely get a, a half bathroom. You know, but you know the Heights back in the day, nobody wanted to get be in the Heights. Like that was just too hood. Yeah, but now the heights is uh, <laughs> quite. Everybody, everybody want to get down with the heights now. 
Yeah, but you know what? I was listening, like I said, I was listening to Shannon Sharp and I agree with everything he said. This is opening doors. This is doing this is doing something that we should have been doing a long time ago with black athletes, with just athletes, period, especially the black ones, because sometimes I feel like it's it's it, like I said in, on this podcast before me and you've talked about it. It to me, it has to do with a lot with integration and us thinking that. You know, some people thinking that, in a sense, white is right. Not saying that all black people think that, but we have had some people thinking, well, I want my kids to have the best education. I want them to go, you know, have the best, eat the best food. So I got to go to this white grocery store where the mom and pop, what was the difference in the eggs? You know, what was the difference between all this stuff? And I think that when you have somebody like Dion and you have somebody as big as him saying, you know, come to an HBCU school. Let's get them back on the map. Let's get them back and running. Because before we could even go to these other schools, you know, this is what we had because they wouldn't they wouldn't allow us into, you know, Yale and Harvard and all that stuff. They wasn't opening the doors for us at LSU and Alabama, you know. So I think this is really a turning point in what we see with recruiting with games being played during primetime hour and all that stuff. Because when you put in a sorry team, like, and I, I don't know if they're good now, but I remember one year, like, Texas a and absolutely sucked. Like, they had the worst year, and they were getting primetime spots. I mean, but Texas A&M, let me tell you just from, like, being at Texas Tech, Texas A&M football team, while they might have had like a bad season, those boys are like corn fed boys. Like, but you have corn fed boys go to HBCU schools, no, and they were- you don't. But I'm saying like they're those. You know, that's like if you stay in Texas, you know, A and M does heavy recruiting in Texas. They're like one of the top for recruiting. Period. They're like even going to you know Texas Tech and you know uh, what is it? U of H and stuff. A and M name. They it's like a cult. They breed like. I mean, yeah, we know that they have a big name. When your season sucks, your season sucks. And what I'm saying is, if you had better schools who was literally in HBCU that was in a swack, but you didn't put them on primetime spots just because who watches swack foot? You know who? But black people who does? You know what I'm saying? And all we have is BET, who's not you know really truly black owned. You know what I'm saying? And they stopped even playing some primetime games. They used to play the primetime games on Saturdays on BET, but BET has just done a total shift. And I need the music to come back to BET. <laughs> I need the music. I need the... Remember when I used to do the news on BET? Like, I'm not going to lie to you. I don't remember that. I'm not yeah. mm-hmm. Every They used to do... I forgot what that was called, but every night they would do a 30-minute segment. And I mean, who was that... I can't, uh, TJ Holmes, girl, let me tell you, this was like, he left CNN, like he was the next Don, like he was, he was the Don Lemon before Don Lemon, like he had that spot, you know, he was on all, all the spots, he was going to have his own show, like Don Lemon, he was really like, and he ended up leaving CNN, and that's when Don Lemon stepped in, and he was like, I'm going to BET, we're going to create, you know, the news and all this stuff, girl, nothing, nothing, dry as a drop. Girl, when I say, like, I saw maybe one episode of that news and nothing happened. Like, and now he's like, you can't find him, really. Mm. And it's just like, you you, you left. 
You left, but you know what? Another man's <laughs> what they call that? Another man's uh Anyway, it, it worked out in favor for Don Lemon because now Don Lemon is holding a two-hour spot every night. Except and I actually for, like watching him now. Now that he didn't got his mind right, yeah, it took a little bit. But Don, but the thing about TJ, he was always woke. We didn't have to have worry about TJ, but you know, it took a little shift. It took a little pulling. I guess Don Lemon got tired of being called. You know couple of names in that book because <laughs> you know we was calling him because he could i mean he got he got but he got right you know so hopefully he'll still be he'll still have his eyes open but uh do you have anything to say before we get into the uh foolishness of supreme court and all this ness oh, right we would have to talk about that i got two actually so as we all know with all seriousness y'all we've talked about this many a times on this podcast and we definitely touched on it last week y'all grocery etiquette that's some real shit don't be up in here harassing me in the grocery store so this week was actually unlike k marie it was very peaceful i went got my groceries nobody got on top of me i ain't have to cough you know old woman ain't try to rub me down for no peanut butter it, it, it was peaceful. It was beautiful. Birdiful. So I would like to thank everybody for that. Okay? Can we keep so what was the rent? Hey, hey, hey. This is my moment right now. Thank you. Thank you. Uh-huh. you we said rent. Thank you. So here, thank you. Thank you. Jeez. Here is my genuine rant. Okay. So as we know, I talked about how I'm, you know, fixing up the house, doing everything, you know, blase, blase. This is becoming a new pet peeve, and I think it's only because... uh, No, it's not true. It's not true. It's always been a pet peeve, but now more so with the pandemic than ever. Why is it you assume I'm doing absolutely nothing all day long? So I had to check one person, and then my uncle. And I know the one person to listen to this podcast and be like, oh, really? (laughs) But... I was just like, you know, and he was like, whoa, how come I'm getting fussed at? And I was like, you know, because I had to tell you like I tell my uncle. Uh, you know, I, I genuinely am busy. Like I wake up at 530 and I get to work, you know, for, from 530 to mm, some nights it's like 930, really. And then maybe some nights if I got like a second wind, it's like 1130. You know, I'm moving, I'm moving furniture, one person. Or, you know, I'm taking care of things. I'm not. And I think a lot of people are like this. I'm not just sitting at home, like digging in my nose, like with nothing to do. And I feel like a lot of people are like that. Like a lot of people during this pandemic have picked up a hustle, um, you know, or they found something that brings them inner peace that they have, you know, decided to work on, or they just started working on themselves. Cause that's okay too. However, you're spending your pandemic, as long as you are making productive moves, don't let all these other people who be trying to question what you're doing, get on your nerves feel like mm-hmm. nobody besides me needed to hear that because I had to tell myself that this week and I was just like you know what I know I'm not the only person you know and then everybody's like well girl I know you ain't working so what you over there doing what are you doing hmm? what are you doing sir ma'am madam but no I, you know I just wanted to say that uh whatever you're doing during this pandemic as long as you are putting an active foot forward to improve yourself or something that you are passionate about or interested in 
you have done well. As long as you have stayed out of trouble, as far as I'm concerned, you have done well. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay? yep. uh, trouble seems to find people when there's nothing to do. Uh, speaking of nothing to do and trouble, uh, Kay Marie, did you see John Gray's post? No, what post? So he went on Instagram and y'all, I don't care. I've said this once and I'll say it again. Just because you are church folk and let alone a pastor does not mean you are not human and you do not make mistakes. However, some mistakes I feel need to be uh, harped on just a little bit longer. Uh, He got on here talking about, you know, in this season, which I do believe God's not done with him. I believe that for anybody who still breathes another day. That's a blessing. Um, But it was just so weird. You know, like we didn't get an apology for the cheating the second time because I totally forgot about the last time. Um, But then the, the, the whole video was like, you know, that he's grateful for his close friends and that God's not done with him and that he in this season, you know, all this stuff he's going to walk into, which is fine. But Kim, tell me this, and I you remember better than I do, but when we used to go to church and he would be preaching at Lakewood, I feel like anytime anyone has ever said, you know, hey, you're about to walk into a new season, are you ready? You know, you also, that also meant like you had to not ask for man's forgiveness, but on some level make an apology to the people who have supported you to bring you to the next season that you're about to go into because we know he didn't get there alone right so i i don't know i just i wasn't feeling are you saying like he needs to apologize to his wife well his wife and i think he needs to apologize to his church and his and his followers publicly i I I think he needs to apologize to his congregation and the people who who look up to him and like as a mentor and all that stuff and i but the first apology needs to be to his wife he needs to be getting on his hands and knees and feet and and, and, and doing everything and maybe need to buy her new maserati well okay so with that being said supposedly they're going through a divorce which i think is why he doesn't feel the need to apologize for the cheating which is that you know okay whatever but because i actually had forgot about her apology i really was talking about the apology to the congregation his supporters like in general because you have people who you know like john gray before they even understood or remember john gray as a pastor you know what i'm saying like Mm -hmm. his supporters go so far back you know what i i'm not gonna say i'm a supporter anymore i i think my time with john gray we 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 just we've come to a fork in the road on that one but i do think there needs to be a public apology not a private one it was a public act so i think it needs a public apology Mm-hmm. Well, you supposed to apologize to your church when you do foolishness like that. I mean, that's just, you know, classic, you know, fake uh, pastor. I'm sorry. Please forgive me. You know, that's what they do. You, you get what I'm saying? Like, that. that's honestly what they do. The thing about John Gray is, I, I'm going to be honest with you. I'm actually, I have been over John Gray since he, I don't know if that was after the cheating I mean, he got on there saying that basically Avenir had to be his mama and take care of him and all this stuff. And it it did not sit right with me because I'm not here to raise the children and you. Right. You had to be a man. I'm not going to do that because you have daddy issues. That's your own issues. Don't bring me into your daddy issues. And if you were not ready when you, you know, met her, you should have freed her and let her go. 
So right. she could have found the one who, who was ready for her or, or the one who was ready for her could have found her because he did. He honestly just sounded like a man who wasn't ready. He, he was not ready. And it, it sounded like he was trying to live this life, but he had another life he wanted to live. And he thought, you know, well, let me, you know, I could get in and I could get, you know, big and I could get, but he, he's, he's, he's just not ready. He needs to step down from the church. Like I said, he needs to, uh, if, if the lady wants a divorce, give her her divorce, give her everything she wants give her her alimony. Cause you owe it to it, you know, give her all this stuff. And you might need to step back from reality TV because honestly, this is why I tell y'all stop going to pastors for counseling. Because I don't need, if I'm, if if one of the issues I have, say, is sexual, uh, you know, I don't feel comfortable talking to a, to a pastor about that. You get what I'm saying? I but don't feel comfortable. A counselor, just not a pastor. Yeah. Yeah. I believe in Jesus and my book gave everybody certain skills. You know, if I'm sorry, but a pastor does not need, and, and I know some people are like, what? A pastor does not need to be my counselor. Uh, does not need to be my therapist. I'm going to go to somebody who has trained, who is a professional, who literally has a degree, who worked hard for their degree. And this is what I say. This is the issue with black people and when it comes to mental health. And, and you know, we want to sweep it underneath the rug. When, well, you know, if you got a problem, you need to need to go to church. You need to go, you know, everything isn't, God gave all this stuff for us, all these resources, and we're not going to use them. All right, I must say, because black people, and you know, I do, let, okay, so let's dig in on this just a little bit. Who put it in our minds that going to seek help was a sign of weakness though, right? Because when you think about it, I was listening to another podcast and and, and they said the the same thing and, and I agreed with this, so I'm going to repeat it here. Uh, well, paraphrase, because I can't repeat word for word. I can't remember it. But on some level, it was, you know, what... What and where did we as black people and then we as men are we as men, but our our black men, you know, we just we got lost somewhere. And we were like, you're lost, but you don't ask for help. You never ask. You know, like, why did we say that's a sign of weakness? Like, why? Why is it a sign of weakness to get help so you can one heal? Because that's imp- that that is very important. And then two, get help just so that you can love or function correctly, you know, as a whole human being and not feel like chunks or you were missing. Like who told us that was weakness? Why do we as a society say that's weakness for black people in our community to ask for help? Like, why is it that just like, oh, go pray on it and everything will be okay? Well, I think it's just a stigma because when you think of black people, they think of us as being strong and us being the, you know, go-getters, especially black women. It feels like we can't even cry because if you're crying, it's like, what is a black woman doing crying? You know, in the workplace, we have to be 10 times harder. It's just because we can't, we have to hide our emotions. And we, especially, like I said, black women have it the, have it the hardest because even, even in a sense, a black man can semi be angrier than a black woman in public because if a black is angry black woman oh my god there she goes i knew it was gonna come out i knew you know what i'm saying it's like they expect it they're waiting for it they they want to see it they want to keep testing us they you know so in my heart i don't know where you know it's i i know it's been a stigma since slavery you know black people being strong but we never even got therapy from that we never got uh you know therapy 
from slavery. And we pass that down to the next generation, to the next generation. You know what I'm saying? To us now. I believe everybody needs counseling because you could be the, oh, I'm great. I'm great. Everybody needs counseling. And as soon as sister get a little bit of coins, she's going to be getting herself a little counselor too. But I also feel like you need to get a counselor that best suits you. If to me, this is just me. I need a black woman as a counselor because I feel like I can vent about the struggle of being a black woman. I can vent about some of my issues, you know, dealing with black men that I personally have had in my lifetime. I don't feel comfortable venting, venting to a, a white man or a white woman or a black man. You know what I'm saying? I feel more comfortable with because she can understand me. I think sometimes people go to counseling. Well, I, it didn't do nothing for me. Did you go to the right counselor? Did you go to the right therapist? You know, did you, did you, did you ask around? Because a lot of people say, well, I didn't want to say I needed a black. Why? This your counselor. I need a black woman. Do you have any recommendations? <laughs> because I've, I've literally been, heard people say, I didn't feel comfortable asking them because I didn't want them to feel like, you know, what? This your money. This is your money. Get the counselor that best suits you. And not even it's your money, it's your mental health. You know, you you need to get something out of it. You need to feel like you got something out of it. You need to be able to look back. Because therapy is not a one session and you're, you're fixed or, you know, mm-hmm. one session and done. You need to be able to look back, you know, two years, a year, hell, six months and be like, you know what? This therapist right here, he or she, you know, they they brought me through like they they pointed out things and I've grown as a person and I've healed as a person and I feel better. You know, not like, damn, I can I've been here six months and it's a complete waste of, you know, waste of time and waste of energy because that's not that's not, you know, that's not going to get it at all. Mm-hmm. Yep, you 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 definitely are right. And I feel like John John Gray definitely needs therapy. He has a problem. He's a serial cheater. You know, I don't know if he has a sex addiction problem. I don't know if he has all this, but he needs to admit to his faults, his problems. He needs to take some time because what a lot of people do, they want to rush back into social media. They want to rush back into preaching and all this stuff. He needs to take a sabbatical. Is, is it a sabbatical or what is it? I think so. And he needs to take a long vacation. <laughs> okay. Until he gets right. Until he can figure out what he needs. Because he definitely needs therapy. He definitely needs healing. And if he has an addiction, he might need to go to rehab. I honestly just think he got caught up in the fame. I mean, I do. Let's be very clear. Because he he rose to the top. What I would say, you know, and he was hanging out with major, I say major celebrities, but all celebrities are major celebrities to me. Anywho, Mm -hmm. he was hanging out with like major celebrities you know, and I think sometimes, like, if you don't, and I'm not saying he doesn't have the right inner circle. I can't, you know, that's not for me to say. But sometimes if you go places too fast and you don't have that right circle, you you don't, you're not grounded. And I think he just got caught up in some of the moments and he made some very big mistakes. Mm-hmm. But I think he needs to, like everyone else, he needs to answer for those mistakes instead of coming on and just acting like nothing happened. You know, now, if y'all are getting a divorce, that's cool. However, like I said before, your supporters, people have been rocking with you since like, you know, way back in the cut before they ever knew John Gray was John Gray. You know, they they deserve an apology 
or some type of explanation at least pretend to like lie to woo me back over that's all i'm saying yeah but that's all i'm saying i'm tired of talking about john gray i still want to mute him mute john gray i'm still on that mute john gray I mean, we we can be on that. I think that's appropriate for me and you. I think we're, we're about done. But I did just want to say that because I was like, how dare you come on IG and act like ain't nothing happened? Like, son, what? <laughs> but, you know. I, I, I honestly, like, stopped following him. I just, like, I just saw some stuff from him and I was just not impressed. And so I stopped following him and. I was because I was kind of peeping him from the sides, and then some post photos I was looking at, he was looking at because he was actually outright liking them, and I'm just like, what? So I had to mute John Gray a long time ago. I was like, no, no, no. You know, I only saw it because I was on Instagram. And, you know, I, I want to ask, what's going on with Instagrams? Uh, well, I guess it's my algorithm because they got stuff popping up on my Instagram feed. People, or not people, pages I have unfollowed that, like, when I go to my search page, like, they come up. Like, why wouldn't you show me new people? Why do you keep showing me the same people that I unfollowed? Like, why? I mean, seriously, why do I want to see them? I know what's on their page. <laughs> I don't really unfollow people on Instagram. Well, like I did not. That's why I said not people, but like the shade room. It was just getting. But you be what? But you be. But you be sending me stories from the shade room. Yeah, but that's because I'd be on the search page and not on mm-hmm. like, my own. Because mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I had to unfollow. It was just I was just like, whoa, I, I need a detox. It was a part of that de- that it was a part of the technology detox actually that the shade room got unfollowed. Well, I don't really. Uh, be on a shave room, like, you know, I, be, I do look at the shave room, but I don't look at it, like, all day, every day. You know, some people be looking on it, like, every hour and all that stuff. I do, like, maybe once a day, maybe. It's because, especially since I'm uh, watching shows and stuff, and I'm, you know, trying to get get stuff going that I got going that I'm working on. So, you know, I just be, I don't know, I'm, I'm not one of those people who be, you know, on the gossip sites all day, every day. You know how you, like... When you get off work and you just need to detox or, you know, you probably get on there to laugh or something. Yeah. I'm be laughing at some of those pages. Like a lot of puppy pages and stuff. Oh, so. no. Yeah. No. The cute little puppies. They got one little dog that is. Yeah, bye. So Let's stop it. <laughs> the dog Look. is so funny, y'all. Like the mom has. I think it's like 12 buttons and each button one's like eat, play, sit, you know? And so the mom will say like, go, you know, or like if he has to go outside, the dog will hit the button. Is this the puppy page? Yeah, it's the puppy page. Yeah, child, you're giving us a description of a puppy page. Yeah, I want you to understand what the video was about. Duh, I had to give you some background. No. Okay, you know what? (laughs) So the dog hit the button that was treat. And she was like, no treat. And the dog hit the button for treat again. And the mom was like, no, no treat. And the dog just hit the button. It was so funny. Anywho. Okay, y'all. I know y'all was just as... No, no puppy pages. The only puppy I want to look at is mine. It's the only puppy I want to look at when I get my puppy. Well, when I get mine, I can't get a puppy now because, you know, you when I get my own place, I'm getting my puppy. I can't wait. But y'all... Let's for the last little bits. Y'all, 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 y'all. 
We all, we was, we was, if y'all could see how close we were, we was this close. We was this close. This close. Wasn't even an inch away. But old RGB had to die. I'm sorry, RBG. Ruth, uh, Ruth Ginsburg, 87. September 18th. Oh, she saw the light. Look. Yeah, <laughs> well, you know, that's when they say you see the light. You know, that's the thing that they always say. Don't look into the light. We should have told her. Somebody should have been there and told her don't look into the light. Hold on until November. November 6th. Really? Girl, because you know they're saying it may take more than a day to count those votes. So November 6th. You know. But Ruth, she had a, a long fight with cancer, which I know she had to be tired. I mean, but this is my, I'm just going to go ahead and say it because, you know, I was going to say it anyway. I've all, I, it's been on my mind. It's been on my chest for a little bit. Don't be disrespectful. No, I'm not, it's not being petty, but I honestly felt since Trump has been in office, honestly, until the last year of Obama's reign, I felt like Ruth, Miss Ruth, I'm going to respect my elders. I feel like she should have retired. I feel like she should have listened to Obama. I mean, he was pleading, begging people in the, you know, people had several people had came to her, you know, several people, you know, he met with her several times at the white house. And I feel like she honestly should have just retired because she was already in her eighties. I mean, you know, she, it, you can't think you're immortal. I mean, nobody in this world is immortal. You know, we didn't want to retire because we all see what happens to retired people. What like, happens? Funny. Like a lot. Because my, my let me tell you something. My uncle right now, he's constantly every day he's building something. My aunt actually wants him to go back to work. She's like, Lord Jesus, he's building something else in the garage. Like my uncle stays. He is not. He's enjoying. Then I then you have those older people who you know constantly go on vacations. But that I don't know that many. I'm not gonna lie. As far as retirement is concerned. I do not know a lot of people who retire and enjoy it. Like, I know several. For example, my grandmother, I think, but both my grandparents retired. When my grandpa retired, I think he was ecstatic. He, like, you know, was doing more in the church. He was being uber active, like, way more active than usual in the church because he had a lot more time, right? But then my grandma retired. She's like me. She could not sit still. So she went and got like a part-time job. Well, I'm not trying to be funny, but she could have got a part-time job. I'm not because she was a I mean, if you're a Supreme Court, you could go volunteer or you could do a pro bono help with, you know, freeing criminals who are falsely I mean, falsely accused people. She could have literally done a lot. I don't think she would she could have wrote a book, more books. Cause I know she, you know, has written books. She could have wrote more books. I mean, I'm at, you know what I'm saying? Book tour. You know, it, it, it's I don't think if if she would have retired, I don't think she would have just been sitting at the house, Miss Ginsburg. I I don't think she would have just been, you know what I'm saying? She would have just been able to move when she wanted to move. You get what I'm saying? I get what you're saying, but, but then tell you like this if y'all ever appoint me to a lifetime position what the people in the post office say baby you gonna have to roll me out this chair take my well, that's that's my issue and that's what i don't like about it first of all i don't agree with any of the terms of a supreme court 
it should not be a lifetime position. You should have a limited number of years you can be in a Supreme Court because this is when we start getting people and this has to do with all sectors because in my term, and I'm not saying eight years because I know, but if a president has two terms, I feel like everybody should get terms. We have people who are literally dying in the Senate we have people who's dying in, you know what I'm saying? And they have done, and you look at their sheets, they really don't do nothing. They just sit in those seats and collect checks. I don't, it needs to be a term limit. I don't know if it's going to be 13. I, I, I remember a lot of people was talking about Andrew Yang, but he had, I understood some of his policies. They were really, you know, smart thinking. I mean, he was saying, give people a thousand dollars a month. People will, Thank you. You know, give them a thousand dollars a month. I'm telling you, you get what I'm saying? I mean, he was saying Supreme court 13 years max. And I understood what he was saying because this is when you have people, especially during this time right now with Trump in office and you hear these same Republicans, because if you remember, it was even earlier than this. When Obama had been, this had happened to Obama, who, who some, somebody retired, I forgot his name. And Obama was going to be able to appoint somebody. His, remember it was an election year and this is when Trump got, and they, they, the Republicans literally blocked it and said, you know, no, no, no sitting president. No, no. If it's an election year, you should. We literally had Lindsey Graham say, you can use this against me if this happens. And and then when people say, here, Lindsey Graham comes out and says, yeah, we should be able to appoint, you know, our Supreme Court and all this stuff. And we say, Lindsey Graham, this is what you said. You said that we can use it against you <laughs> if you said this. Well, that it's a different circumstance. And. I'm not okay. I mean, Lindsey Graham, though, is such a horrible example because he has backpedaled on the 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 things that would I would say were his like bread and butter, you know, that he would constantly preach. This man has backpedaled on all of it since Trump has been president. Every- I mean, of course, but we have people like Mitt Romney who has been, you know, uh, on the fighting against Trump, but now it's coming out saying, well, I will agree with any appointment. And my whole thing is... You got Mitch McConnell saying, you know, I, I, I will block stuff and I'll do all this stuff. And, you know, he's already blocking unemployment. And now the economy is in total shambles because nobody has any money to spend. You know what I'm saying? Oh, they and, haven't passed one bill. Yeah. I don't know how long. And then I think someone had the audacity to throw out a government shutdown. Uh, the devil is a lie. Yep. And now people are... And they're like, well, why is the economy so terrible? If people don't have money to spend, what can they do? They can't spend. What are they going to spend? Air? I want to pay for this with air. I, 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 I'll use. I'll use don't work anymore. They, they, you, you can't make a dollar out of 15 cents no more. They're not giving you a slice of bread at the store. No, they're not doing none of that. But when we have these Supreme Court nominees coming out and saying, well, you know, if you appoint me, we're going to revisit Roe versus Wade. And this is why I said, Ruth, you should have retired when people were begging you to do it. And I'm not, and I know it should, they, people say you should have, could have, would have, but 
this is when I say sometimes we have to put pride aside. Sometimes we have to put our selfishness aside. And sometimes we have to do what's best for the American people. Because one of her all time wishes was not to be replaced during an election year. If that was your all time wish, you could have retired five years ago. You could have retired five years ago. Five years ago. Five, six years ago, we would have been okay. Wrong. I I understand and I agree with what you're saying. There should be term limits, but I'm telling you, just like the people at the post office tell me, because I know I'll be going up there talking to my post office people. I'll be like, you ain't tired of working, Miss So and So, baby. As long as the Lord give me breath in these lungs, I ain't leaving this chair. Well, no, now see, and that's how she felt. You can't put. You cannot compare a post office worker. With a Supreme Court justice, you you just can't. I, I, I'm well, sorry. There are positions you can die in, so obviously I can't. no. But you can't compare the two. I mean, literally, one is literally making laws that affect people. They can literally, if what they're what this next person is saying, they could come in and literally tell you from now on, if you get an abortion, it is against the law. You don't need. I have said this before on this program and I want to say it again on this podcast. Stay out of women's uterus. I don't know what is with old creepy ass white men who love women's uterus. I, I need to understand why y'all are so hell bent on my uterus. I, 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 somebody has got to tell me why people of the Senate, people of the house, people in country. Why are y'all so into my uterus? Well, the the real question is, uh, why why is this still an issue in twenty twenty? Like, <laughs> I know that's crazy question, but damn, like men you asking the question all of us want the answers to. Men have not learned after all these years. After all these years, y'all done been cussed out. Y'all done been Lorena Bobbitt. Y'all done been shot. Y'all done been stabbed with um uh. Manolos and Manonos, y'all still ain't learned. But oh. you know what I want to do? You know what I want to do, Bianca? I want to put every man, I want to put every man and every woman who's so who's in the who's in the Senate, who's in the House, who's in Congress, who's in Supreme Court. I want to put, I want to hook them all up to lie detector tests, right? And I want them all to answer me: Have they ever had a mistress? And if and if said mistress has been pregnant. And have they ever paid for an abortion or they ever had ever had a pregnancy scare and told the pre- and even and even and even thought about abortion? I want to see how many will pass. I mean, that's a scary question. Kim, you asking questions that can cost people their lives. Uh... No, because, you know, because, you know, they, they Republicans love these, these old creepy white men. They love to say we're against and God and all this blah, blah, blah. But then be the main ones cheating on their wives and then being like, well, oh, my God, I got pregnant. <gasps> you could have an abortion, though. Like, no, no, no. This is we don't want to do that because, you know, y'all already don't want to. Y'all already don't want to give no money to the poor people. Y'all already, you know, we already have a jacked up. This is my thing. If we keep every child in this world, including rape babies and all this stuff, because that's absolutely, first of all, traumatizing for a woman. Yeah, I'm about to say that that's very traumatizing. And who are you to ask someone to relive? Because, you know, first of all, I've said this once and I'll always say it again. I don't know if 
I could ever do that. Like if I had been raped and then to carry a child, that that's tr- that is going through mm-hmm. your abuse assault every day for the next eighteen years. Then no, the rest of your life until that person into that child. But I don't know if I could love, and I'm not even trying to be funny. I don't know if I could fully love that child because it's different when you're with somebody or say you have a one night stand and you get pregnant and you decide to keep the baby. It's different because you, you know, you did that and you're going to take the responsibility and have the child. But I didn't do that. Somebody took advantage of me. And you're telling me, you're, you're going to tell me. And then, so, and I really hate when people say, well, you know, God would have made, you know, God, it's like, I'm pretty sure God done, didn't want me to have, you know, I'm pretty sure God didn't foresee in my future me being raped. So I don't even like when people try to use God in it. You get what I'm saying? Right. And say like, this was God's will or something. Yeah. I'm like, really I've God? Heard I've heard that a lot. Like, especially when your people are talking to, uh, I have particularly heard someone say to someone who was sexually assaulted, this was God's will, you know, you'll overcome. And I mean, I'm not saying you're not going to overcome, but I would never tell someone that this was God's will. I, I don't, I don't, I know. I wouldn't, I, I just, and I like watching her face. She was so traumatized and like, I'm not even being funny. If she was a genuine, firm believer in God, I feel like that statement alone could have really turned her away from like believing or having any type of faith to go through something that traumatic. I was just like, wow. And I, yeah, I some people, like, you know, who does that? Some people got to really watch what they say, you know, and, and, and yeah, a lot of blame with God. Told, no, God didn't see. That's why God need to come down and just be starting striking y'all. He needed to start striking all y'all who use his name in vain because a lot of y'all be sitting right here talking about some God told me. No, I didn't, sir. When did I say that? When did I say that? Give me the dates. Give me the dates that I said this, sir. You know, and they use it. But I just don't, you know, you. Can, I don't think you should be. And then we hear stories of women who it was either they die and they leave their husband and their other kids and all this other stuff. Or they have the baby. And it, I mean, either way is a lose-lose situation. But I would rather be able to see my kids grow up. Right. I mean, right. And then me die on the, you know, on the table. It's, I mean, I'm not being funny, but I mean, you hear these stories of like, if you have this baby, you're going to die. You, you, you know, it's just how it happens, you know? I mean, it's, it's, definitely traumatizing but we got to be you know we have to be understanding of those women we have to just be understanding of women that who that they can have their own uterus that you don't need to be in charge of it and you don't need to keep your grind like you don't need to be in charge of birth control i i still don't understand people who want to you know oh we want to you know take away birth control we shouldn't have to pay for it you know your insurance plans should not have to pay you should have to pay for that out your pocket i just feel like what like what me taking birth control you know abortion being you know it's your right as a woman whether or not you want to go down that step i don't need nobody on the supreme court level telling me that you know what and because you know what what's going to happen we're going to lose a lot of women because they're going to go back to the olden old days when they was using oh, yeah. like, coat hangers, hangers drinking bleach. You know, yeah. craziness. And, 
we're going to have a lot of women dying, you know, a lot of women doing all this stuff. You don't need to be banning no morning after pills. You need to be banning no birth controls. You know what? Let, let women do what they want to do with their bodies. That's what I'm saying. I don't understand. Men have been beat up, shot, Lorena Bobbitt. Y'all done been through it all, and y'all still want to have a say over a female's body. Over a female. It's like it's like you touch a hot stove, and you know it's hot, but you still want control over the stove. Like, sir, it has nothing to do with you. Get out of the kitchen. This ain't for you. Yep. Stop being stupid. Stop being stupid. But we'll see some more stupidity from them coming here shortly because November is fastly approaching. Yeah, I just hope that, you know, I feel like the same energy needs to be kept. And definitely, definitely Trump needs to be blocked from this vote because he's already incompetent. So I don't trust any planning on cheating. He's so comfortable. He didn't share that. (laughs) You know what? Like I said, they're going to have to literally, I don't know if they're going to have to use tear gas tear gas wait a minute what are we talking about to get him out the house the white house because i i don't see him leaving if they come on that tv and say joe biden has been you know uh joe biden is the projected winner i don't see trump willingly leaving that white house i see him being like you remember in uh dream girls <laughs> and I am telling you not to go and you're not gonna have to put tear gas because that's the only way he's gonna leave. I don't think he's going to old tincture tantrum. You remember a diary of a mad black woman <laughs> when he dragged her out? That that's what I want to see. I I want to see Trump crying at, just like a kid. Why they dragging his ass out? I see him like messing up the White House, like defaming it. Like, oh, I, I mean, I can see that just because of sheer like spite and just you know tension. That's also tension tantrum style, though. A grown ass people don't do that. They just take their loss and keep it keep it pushing. Yeah, because I'm pretty sure Bush won when he lost. He just walked the hell out. But I see him doing a temper tantrum. I see him maybe even relieve, like all those presidential paintings. I wouldn't be surprised if he still won. Like, I wouldn't be surprised if he bring a U-Haul up there and start taking personal stuff like Lincoln Bible. You know, like, this man is just so stupid and evil that I don't see, you know... I just don't see the best. But uh, the first debate is coming up soon. Y'all make sure y'all keep y'all uh, TVs glued to it and watch it because we already know it's going to be some bags fumbling. Uh, so, Because one thing about Trump, he cannot debate. So um, uh, I want to see this debate that's going to be happening. I will be having my... And I cannot wait for Pence and... Uh, Pence debate because the Pence is. Just- oh yeah, but they said he's been practicing really hard. I don't think that's gonna give him a fighting chance. You gonna win against Miss Harris? I I mean I don't think he's gonna win, but you know I am glad to hear that at least someone in the White House is taking their responsibilities. I seriously. mean Trump is so stupid. He he you know he refuses to release his transcripts. What did they didn't they have to like go to the college and like make them release it or something? Or is he still like fighting that? 
I think he's still fighting that. But my thing is this, and this is what's going to be so important. Because, you know, Joe, on some levels, I don't care what nobody say, Joe will get on a tangent, too. Oh, yeah, they both, so, you know. But at least Joe's a little bit. To the script, damn it. This is what I got to say. And for people who talk about Joe and he get, get on a tangent, if y'all let George Bush, too, get two presidencies, and he said some things that came out of his mouth was just, it didn't even flow. He was, you remember, you ever seen that video? Like he's Joe, uh, George Bush Jr. And he was like, fool me once, uh, uh, hi, go, uh, shame on, uh, fool me me once. Well, you know, you can't fool me. (laughs) And I still remember like, it is so crazy that we thought George Bush Jr. We thought the eight years that he served, we couldn't get no stupider. Right. Because it used to be the whole Oh, you're such an embarrassment as a president. Him! Him! <laughs> now I'm just like, I'm at the point where, I've been at the point where George Bush didn't look too bad. Well, that and then on top, George Bush really, I mean, when you had the drama alone just from Nixon, just from Nixon alone, I think we were inappropriate for saying George Bush is the worst president. <laughs> like, when you talk about scandals, George Bush didn't have a scandal like Nixon. I mean, he had. Well, a- what are you talking about? George Bush didn't have a scandal. I mean, he had a scandal, but Nixon had a scandal. I'm like, do you remember uh, Katrina? I mean, I'm not saying those were bad, but comparing the two, I mean, Katrina was terrible. I mean, all. I- I, I won't. People went to jail. Worse. People went to jail. And people should go to jail with Trump. Well, people are going to go to jail with Trump, though. But that's just given. This is why I think he's not. This is what I tell y'all. He is not going to willingly leave because he knows right now he has immunity, and which I think is the stupidest thing. I do not understand why a sitting president cannot be charged. I, I, I don't because so a city president can just go murder somebody in broad daylight. Th- this is I mean, because we already know these vice presidents be shooting people in the dog on foot. Uh what what's uh what Dick Cheney? I haven't heard that name in forever. You remember he shot <laughs> I mean that was a good story though. <laughs> shot that man in the foot. Oh it was by accident. Mm-hmm. I mean it was a little friendly fire. I still got my, you know, my, but, you know, that's the only reason why, because a sitting president can't be charged. So at this point, if you hate your wife or you hate your husband, uh, go ahead and join the presidency. Give her a little bleach. Give him a little bleach. And then, you know, nothing can happen. I mean, well, you know, it's a lot. Well, I'm just saying when you put the three together, I don't think Bush was that bad, period. (laughs) Um, that I I mean Katrina was bad but like I said I said what I said damn it you put the three together I don't think Bush was that bad you you, you can't tell me otherwise we're living through a pandemic with the president who doesn't wear a face mask who continues to say this coronavirus is not a real thing but yet United States has lost 200,000 lives more than five battles put together it is real um And the second wave, if y'all have not heard, the second wave has hit Europe. So 
Yep. And Europe is actually concerned, not saying they were concerned about the first one, but Europe is more concerned about the second wave as they are the first one, you know, and Europe was getting everything under control. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Like Canada is back to regular life. And you, there was some parts, I don't know if United States, if I'm, you might have to, I might have to double check on this. The United States was not allowed back in Europe, but Europe was getting their cases under control to where they could have a more normalized life before that second wave hit. So I am very afraid to see what the United States second wave is going to look like and what it's going to do to us. I am yeah. very afraid. I am. Yeah. Well, all we can do is stay hopeful and pray. Cause I don't even really think we're out of the first wave, but uh, y'all, if you are not wearing your mask, Please do so. It's not hard. You I now it we the, the the coronavirus has been actively known. We have been shook since March. So if by now you're still using that story that you can't breathe, you ain't died yet, then you can wear your mask. It, it's just that it, and, and 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 I hate that, that I hate that I have to keep telling you this. But put that mask over your nose and y'all wear the mask right uh the silver like when you had that little bridge part if you wearing one of those uh disposable ones like the medical grade and you got that little uh uh metal part that goes on your bridge of your nose some of y'all are putting it around your chin <laughs> and, and you're wearing the mask upside down I, I don't know why you think that bridge metal part is supposed to shape your chin but it's supposed to shape the bridge bridge you know if you wear glasses that little bridge part right there is supposed to shape that part of your nose so uh i'm gonna get on out of here and i'm gonna tell y'all again i'm gonna, I, I we are not done with the first wave literally we just hit two hundred thousand plus deaths and they are saying that the second wave is going to come in even harder. Well, th- yeah, I believe it's And then, well, for us people up north, you know, um, winter, as they would say, winter is upon us. Uh, so I think it's going to get worse in those. And I obviously, you know, I think people are going to mix up the flu for the coronavirus, mm-hmm. vice versa. So, you know, if you're wearing your mask the wrong way, that's that's annoying. Um, but also, all jokes aside, I think you need to enjoy what I am predicting will be your last uh, couple months out um, without lockdown. I really do think we are going to be back to a heavy restriction once uh, once 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 winter hits. I do. Uh, I especially think it for Chicago because of our cases they're not like astronomical, but people keep having these parties that are like a thousand people. What mm. the fuck? <laughs> so I, I mean, I, I would be surprised if we made it through winter and there wasn't like one uh, restriction or like significant cutback or kind of like not a genuine mandatory stay at home, but a stay at home. You know, we've asked you nicely. I, I'm waiting for that to hit. Um, but I think it's going to be difficult. I think you need to stock up on things, not hoard, not hoard. Let me say that one more time for y'all in the back. Do not hoard, but I think you need to stock up on your pantry items that you're currently running low on or that if you know you couldn't get to the grocery store for like at least one week or two weeks, 
I think you should stock up on those because I do think with winter coming, which I know for, you know, down south, it's not a big deal. But for up north, I think people are going to start hoarding those type of materials. So I think you should be ready so you don't have to, you know. Yeah, get ready because, you know, that's what the old school people say. I don't I stay ready so I don't have to get ready. Exactly. So I'm, you know, I think everywhere because, you know, down south, it snows in some parts, too, pretty hard. I mean, it does. It it does. Like Lubbock, like Panhandle area type uh, typically can get Mm -hmm. some snow. You know, there's areas of Dallas that get snow, too. So, you know, but I mean, I say that because while y'all might get like a few inches, we could get like 12 inches. You know what I mean? Like we could have a blizzard and our blizzard compared to that blizzard are two different blizzards. Um, But I still think everyone should at least keep like two or three things. Like I've even started keeping an extra set of like Gatorade, for instance, on deck, you know, hell, I keep an extra set of Jack on deck. Like, I don't know what's going to happen. I'm almost out of Hennessy. I need to keep some more Hennessy on deck. Um, I guess tomorrow I'll be going to the drugs, um, the drugstore, the liquor store to give me some Hennessy and Jack, uh, you know, things you can't run out of, but also some food too. I've got food. So I'm just worried about my liquid calories right now, but you know, y'all, you know what's best for your households, but seriously, if you're sleeping on this second wave and you think that it's not going to affect you because you can still go out here and run about without your mask on or a mask on wrong, that's just equivalent to not wearing a mask. Be smart about this. We've asked y'all to do this for the safety and for your loved ones as well. So, you know, as the church would say, govern yourselves accordingly. If you're not listening to us on Unapologetic Radio on Mondays, <clears throat> what's happening for a response thank you very much but we do appreciate y'all support y'all know the deal if you want to keep getting in contact with us our email is realtime zkb at gmail.com facebook instagram twitter you can find us there we love chatting with you guys it's real times with a z kb peace be out be safe in these streets don't wear a mask if you're gonna wear it wrong Fuck it. Leave it in the car. Peace. Peace.